Are we on the air? 11. Third. Podcast. Podcast. It's about to get. Welcome to the second episode of the 1130 podcast. I'm your host, 1124, and today we're talking all about the evolution of relationships, but more specifically, the evolution of sex in relationships and how the dynamic kind of changes from the 20s or from your 20s to your 30s and I have a very special guest with me today he is my best friend he's someone I cannot imagine my life without he's also someone who I call my business manager but I um don't really pay him so I guess I can't really call him that but yeah he's someone that I go to for all my business advice really life advice he's someone I probably at this point could not live without and would never want to live without so William hello I'm blushing <laughs> hi what a, what a raving introduction I love it <laughs> I feel like I always run out of words to say when it comes to like describing you because I really just don't know. I'm not a good communicator. No, you, you, see, you're a great communicator. Stop. Oh, not literally stop, but like you're a great <laughs> communicator. Well, welcome to my podcast. Thank you for having With, me. Yeah. William is actually going to be like one of the main guest spots that I have just because he's literally the greatest person on the planet, I think, besides <laughs> me and my mother, of course. So he's going to be around a lot. And so I want you guys to get familiar with his name, his voice. And William, what's your Instagram if people want to get in contact with you? You can find me at BBQX, four letters, very simple. And what's your Twitter? Uh at bbqx underscore not so simple right well the when i first got back on twitter i didn't remember if you had an underscore or anything so i started following like whoever bbqx is <sighs> without the underscore and i don't even know who the fuck that was but i was like that's this a source is not will <laughs> i was like i don't think this is will it took me a little while to realize that but i actually um emailed twitter and i asked if i could have that handle because whoever took that handle has literally never tweeted with it and we're talking like 2010 or something when this fucking asshole kid took it and they like, oh, they're like, oh, well, we can't just take names. Like, Look, I got 5,300 followers or whatever. Like <laughs> I got a website, bbqx.net. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they wouldn't give it to me. So I guess I need that, that verification check or something. Oh yeah. I wish I never got rid of my old Twitter, but that's a different story for a different day. She's all brat. Yeah. So basically me and Will met on Twitter um, what year was that, Will? Oh, that was back in the Philly Twitter heyday. It had to have been like 2011, 2010-ish, 2011-ish. Yeah, so back in like back in those times, Philly Twitter was like a popping thing. Like in the city, we had like Philly Twitter parties. It was insane, and like people would get T-shirts made, and they would have their at names on the back. So I would always see Will on my timeline. So I was like, if he's from Philly, he doesn't just he just doesn't come out because I'm always the only white person at all of these parties. <laughs> and I feel like if I if he was in Philly, I would know who he is. And then I find out that Will is from Cincinnati, has never been in Philadelphia. Like it was just the most bizarre thing. You were just like an honorary Philly Twitter member. Yeah, it's crazy how that worked because I, you know, I started to become like somewhat known 
in Philly Twitter probably around 2010. And um, I mean, that was back when like you had like celebrities and you had Philly Twitter. And those were like the only two like two arenas that were popping. Like, you know, no other cities really had even New York didn't really have shit. You had a couple like big names there. And it's funny to even talk about. It's just so lame to, to talk about. But, but those are like um, the good old days. I talk about yeah. Twitter like we used to talk about MySpace. Like MySpace was like oh, it. Yeah. Like was that was the beginning of social media. That was like the end all be all when I was in college. And then like Twitter kind of took off after I graduated college. And it was just nuts. Like Philly Twitter had like a run. Like I want to say oh, yeah. it was a good maybe oh, shit like two, three years that the city was like popping with. Twitter parties. Oh yeah, that was, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I got a lot of invites and stuff like that. And I mean, so 2010 is probably when like I started like you know meeting people online and all. That. And uh, it was 2016 before I ever ever actually set foot in Philly. But yeah, I mean, it, it was an uh, interesting time for sure. For sure. Well, yeah. So that's how we met. And then ever since then, I had like the biggest crush on him on Twitter. Never knew who he was. Never met him. But his. He was so fucking funny. I didn't even care if he looked like Snuffleupagus. I just thought he was the funniest fucking thing on two feet. <laughs> and then flash forward however many years later, and here we are. Yeah. We're like BFFs. <laughs> I honestly could not imagine my life without William. So I yeah, I don't even really think of you. Like, it's just funny whenever, you know, you and I talk all the time, cross platforms too. I mean, we seriously have like, we'll be emailing. We have work email. <laughs> And then we'll also be texting and then we'll be like um, Instagram comments and Instagram <laughs> inbox. And this is no lie. I mean, we're seriously. And it's all different uh, conversations at one time. <laughs> <laughs> like she'll, she'll seriously be like, there will be one particular um, arena that she is mad at me in. And then like in the <laughs> other two, we're fine. Like we're, we're emailing at work. That seems to be where you get the most mad at me is the work email. And then oh, like yeah. everywhere else, it's just like laughing emojis and hearts and stuff. Because I feel like we do our business conversations like on uh, like my work email, ironically. Um, hopefully oh, yeah. nobody from my job is listening to this, but <laughs> we do uh, all of our business conversations there just because it's so hard to text it. And then when we're on the phone, we're talking about a thousand different things. So it's like, that's where we get our business shit down. And that's where I get the most irritated by you because I'm just not business friendly. I fucking hate talking about money, about marketing, about, I just want to be like, I just want to be the creative being and like let right. somebody else handle all the other shit, which you do. But then I don't know. I have well, this fear of being. You're there. definitely talent. You're definitely talent yeah. and you're definitely enterprising. Like you're somebody that you can, you obviously have talent. You're somebody that sees that you can um, you, you can capitalize on this talent, but you lack the mechanics to make it happen. Why well, shouldn't even, you? don't lack the talent. You lack the interest in making the, the mechanics, the behind the scenes stuff happen. And I just happen to be somebody that enjoys that. You know, all my education is geared towards it. And you know, I've always said you're just such an easy person to support because, but you really put the work in, and you just like there's just nothing you can't do. And even like myself as a creative. Um, it's really easy to defer to you because you just really are better at everything creative than I am. And no, I don't think that's true. No, it, it's true. And like, you know, it, it's I feel like with creative people, um, the competition is just like inherent a little bit. Like every creative person is just like semi-competitive. And when you find somebody that you just know is better than you and you bow to them and stuff like it's just really cool. And like, you know, I'm, I'm excited to support you more with this and your other ventures and the past ventures. Like, it's still so cool that like I've threw out the idea of you, 
You should get a website. I don't even know how, how what to do. I'm like, well, you just find a domain. What's a domain? <laughs> <laughs> when you I find a domain really... and you get it hosted, what do you mean hosted? Like, oh my god, then... <laughs> that was the most stressful period of my life. I was like, how am I supposed to build a website? I don't even know what hosting is. Like, I don't even know. Like, it was so bad. And now, like, when I look back at that, I'm like, I didn't know how to build a website. And now I'm fucking podcasting. I got seven thousand cameras because I'm about to start vlogging. Like, it's just. It's crazy what time can do, but if I, I mean, I think well, you didn't I, even take that much time. I mean, you, you say time, but like you picked up on all that way quicker than the average person. I mean, time works for the average person, but I mean, you just really sink your teeth into something, and it's just amazing. Like you know, because it wasn't even six, seven months before you even you didn't know what a domain was, and then you launch. <laughs> This website that, like, even if you would have tasked me with it, like, I need you to design a website for me. Um, I couldn't have done better than what you did. Like, just the way it's laid out is so you, 1124poetry.com. Um, it is so you. I, I don't even know how else to explain it. It's just so clean and it's sleek and it's elegant. And, yeah, I mean. It's basic. That's what I wanted. I wanted something, like, very easy to read. I hate when I go on these websites and it's, like, shit is everywhere. You got pop-ups every seven seconds. Like, <laughs> bro, can you relax? Like, can I just. My, my computer didn't even load and you're already asking me to, like, sign up for something. Relax. So I wanted to do this podcast with you specifically just because while we're not the same age, we are kind of in the same range and the same place in our life. Right. I don't know if you want to tell the people how old you are, but I am 31 years old. I'm thir- I just turned 39 in May. Oh, old head. Yeah. What's it like? What were the dinosaurs like? Oh, man, they're friendly. <laughs> they, they humped your leg a lot. <laughs> was like your best friend a t-rex in kindergarten yes. i knew it yeah. you look like a t-rex lover yeah yeah i, I, I i'm yeah. a t i'm more of a raptor person a velociraptor person but right. yeah, they're, they're... jurassic park i remember jurassic park was like one of my favorite movies as a kid just because the guy got eaten off the toilet it was my favorite part <laughs> of the whole movie yeah i i can only imagine why that was your favorite part the second he hit the <laughs> toilet you were like oh my god i love this movie <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's true. I was like obsessed. So anyway, um, I wanted to definitely do this with you. And also because we're a male female and I am obsessed with the different perspectives between males and females. I feel like it's just such a vast difference. And we both look males and females both look at the world in different lights and different they've different forefronts and everything. So I find it to be so interesting. So I majority of the time love a male perspective as opposed to female just because I feel like I pretty much hold down the female one. You do. Um, yeah. And I pretty, these podcasts like and interviews get boring when it's just people agreeing with each other the whole time anyway. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to have like a podcast where it's like, fuck men. Like, I'm not about to be doing this. Like, it's understood that we think fuck y'all, but I don't really want to talk about it for an hour, you know? Right. So, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, it's funny that like, um, and when it comes to feminism, like I'm actually a feminist perspective and you're the one that's like, you Oh are. my God. Like it's so oh, overblown. It is. I feel like, and I know I probably like, will get hate here, but like, have me I on get a feminism it. podcast, please. You know what? You can just run the feminism podcast and I'll just record it and you can have the conversation <laughs> all by yourself. Cause 
I'll be fucking irritated in the first three seconds and be like, oh, I can't do this. Like, <laughs> I, I, my skin is crawling <laughs> off my body right now. All right, so focus, William. So tell me, when was the last time you were in a serious, committed, settled down relationship? How old were you? And also, where are you at in your life right now? Are you single? Are you taken? Like, give me your life story starting now. Um, yeah, I'm very single. Ladies. Um <laughs> Good luck because you're gonna have to. You don't want these problems in your life. (laughs) And I was gonna say good luck because I'm very uh, into William's life, and if you don't like me, it's probably not gonna work out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, So yeah, I'm 39. I'm single. Um, What was your longest relationship? uh, Six and a half years, actually, and that I ended that on May 20th, 2016. So you were still in your 30s, and that was not a prepared (laughs) question either, people. That's something. That's a date I carry. Why? Why do you? I don't even know any dates. I don't even know what today's date is. How do you know what the date is that you broke up with her? Well, um, that date, I'm not sure why. There, a lot of times, I'm able to just associate events with like other events that make things easy. But that was just literally that big of a moment for me. Um, I was with her six and a half years, and it's funny you ask because that relationship started as nothing more than just this midwestern pressure to have somebody like if you're not with somebody you're seen like your your validation is based on your ability to keep somebody in this part of the country and she and i were both about 30 when we met um and what's funny is you know our honeymoon period usually that's when you can't just you got to be around each other all the time and you're fucking each other left and right and like we were like once or twice a week we would see each other. We wouldn't we'd go days without talking. Like it was what? just like yeah. Yeah, I mean cuz she was relatively independent at the time. She had just lost a job, but she'd always worked and she had her own money. I didn't know she was living off her 401k. But uh <laughs> Yeah, and so like and How old was she? She's a year older than me. Oh so, shit. Yeah, so I was 30 and she was about 31 when y'all met. Yes. Yes. And uh, and I don't have anything bad to say about her. I mean, for six and a half years, we never fought, um, but we were barely together. And it was really cool because it's like, oh, yeah, you know, we don't, we can say we're together, but we never actually have to be. And it gets people off my back. And I was able to focus on school and um, all these things. And <laughs> yeah, so like after six and a half years, I was just kind of like, um, I don't want to be a boyfriend anymore. She didn't do anything wrong. Um it wasn't that I was Is looking that for somebody exactly better. Is that exactly what you said? I don't want to be a boyfriend anymore. I don't want to be your. That's boyfriend. what I told her. Oh my! That's God. what I told her. I said, like, I said, wrong. look, I. Well, <laughs> I sat her down, and <laughs> now, keep nice in mind, I gave her yeah, dinner. I her like, <laughs> <laughs> I fed her. No, uh, what's funny though is that we hadn't seen each other in literally five or six weeks leading up to the breakup. Five or six and weeks. Yeah, five or six weeks. Oh, and in the no. past, we, we wouldn't go any longer than probably like two weeks without seeing each other. And um, what was the thing was, was, I was always like willing to go and suffer through a few hours of being with her because I hadn't seen her. And that's what a good boyfriend does. Well, what happened leading up to the breakup is I started to um, really be fearful about seeing her because I got to the point where I couldn't fake being happy. And... <laughs> So we avoided each other for like five, six weeks. And then I had her come over. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to break it off with her. She deserves to be broken up with face to face. And I sat her down. Um, I told her, I'm like, look, 
I, I can't tell you how to feel, but, uh, you know, I'm letting you go. Um, I know you're going to take this personally because I'm breaking up with you, but I need you to know I'm more breaking up with the title of boyfriend. Like, this is no reflection of you. Um, oh, that was really kind of smooth. That was like a smooth thing to say. I've never heard anybody break up with somebody and be like, I'm not breaking up with you. I'm breaking up with our title. That's dope. Yeah, I mean, I'm about to write that down. Hold honest. up. Hold up. I'm not going to write that down because I need to Do use it. that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was being 100% honest. And of course, she didn't take it that way. No, she just t- of course not. Well, because again, like, and, and her reaction was really indicative of what the relationship was to both of us, which was just to get people off of our backs because she was like, we can make it work. And I'm like, wait, you're not hearing me. Um, I just said, there's nothing wrong between you and I, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing to work on. Um, I can't handle this title anymore. Like, you know, a lot of people are, when I say like, I'm breaking up with title of boyfriend, they take it as like, Oh, what you want? You were cheating or you wanted to be with other women. It's like, no, like, is that really the barometer for a good boyfriend? Like, as long as you don't cheat, you're a good boyfriend. Like, well, I, mean, I didn't want to see her. Yeah, I didn't want to see her. Like, that's a problem. And she deserves better than that. And um, we probably could have went another two months without seeing each other. <laughs> and I wanted her to get on with her life. I had shit I had to figure out. And of course, like, she was just like, you know, is it because we don't have sex and all? And I'm like, I just told you. Like, that would have no. been the first question in my mind, too. But, yeah, because y'all don't listen. Well, yeah. And like. Or I'd have been like, who's the bitch? Tell me who she is. Because I'm going to fucking find her and I'm going to kill her. And now you're not going to be happy and you're going to need me to comfort you. And we're just going to live happy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. irrational and angry and violent. I mean, the reality, the reality is, is that, you know, at 36, that's how old I was when I did that. Um, at 36, I had hit a similar point to where you're at now, where it's like, you know what? Like, I'm existing, but I'm not really living. Yeah. And um, that's a fucking I, huge revelation, too. Like, that is a gigantic revelation. And it fucking depending on, like, how you're feeling in that moment when you have it, it could be like your world is crashing and burning or like it's a rebirth. Like it could go right. one of two ways, but it is a huge revelation either way. Yeah. And I'm 36. So it's not like, and I was in a relationship for six and a half years and I was a good guy. Like I didn't set up any relationships or anything. Like, you know, I didn't, even with all of my like Instagram and Twitter followers and stuff, like there was no funny business going on in DMS. Like I was always, uh, I was in your DM. Well, yeah, after like we broke up. After no, me and, I didn't uh, even my... know you had. I didn't even know you had a girlfriend because all this time, like, this was around the Philly Twitter time, and I didn't even know you had a girlfriend. And probably the savage that I was back then, I wouldn't have given three fucks if you had a girlfriend or not. I was just like <laughs> obsessed with you and like how fucking funny you were. But I was in your DM, and but you're right. You never like once was like, "Can I get your number?" Yeah. Yeah, because we didn't. I didn't get. I didn't get the number from you until after I'd broken up with her. So, you know, and we're going on two years from that. So, yeah. I mean, so I didn't have anything waiting on me on the other side of this breakup. It was really just me, you know, (laughs) just just being like figuring stuff out. Yeah. Do you think you were? um, Were you ever like in love with her? Like madly in love? To be, if I'm honest with you, no. 
Um, did I love her? Absolutely. I mean, you can't you can't be with somebody that long, get to know them, and we never fought. We always got along. The stuff we did do together, we always had a really good time, a lot of laughing and stuff. But there was no, like, I, we were never really in love. And if you could ever get her to be honest, she would admit that she was never in love with me either. I was just kind of the best person that she'd ever come across. I mean, I had my own house at the time, and I make good money, and um, I just started going back to school. And, you know, everything on paper looked great about me. And you know, it was validation for her because like she has very low self-esteem and for her to be able to get somebody like me in quotation marks um, was a big deal for her. And uh, and it sounds really bad, but um, no, I mean, it's because in the, if we're like really speaking like women, especially if she was a year older than you, so she would have been 31. She right. would not she would have been through her 20s where like people are just doing shit to do it like. Of course, now that she's like getting older, she's going to be looking for someone who's got kind of got their shit together. So I don't really think like that's a shocking thing. I mean, I I kind of look for the same thing. Like while I'm not looking to be married tomorrow, like I definitely don't want to be closely involved with an ain't shit person who ain't doing shit with their life. Like I'm doing too much for you to be doing nothing. Right. Even though it's exciting, but being with somebody like that. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of had not a similar situation. They were similar in some respects, but not so much similar to the other. I actually was in a six year situationship. Um, yeah, I know. Shocking, right? Uh, (laughs) so I only called a situationship because we never had a title. We never, um, were, committed well I was committed to him I believe he was not what I know he was not committed to me um but I'm one of those people like I don't really need a title as long as I know like if we're having sex you're not having sex with anybody else like that's kind of just like my biggest thing because I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna like go into details but I feel like if I'm having sex with you and I'm giving you that part of my life and my body and my being like could you just not go and do that with other fucking people? Like, I don't think it's that much of a, like, a that big of a request. I'm the same way. <laughs> like, I just, you can keep the title because in my mind, a title has never once kept somebody home. It's never once kept a relationship together. The word marriage has never once stopped the divorce. Like, so. Nor is the piece of paper. Right. So I just feel like the title isn't so much what I am after it's more so um like a mental spiritual emotional connection and of course physical so we met actually when I was 25 or or 24 or something like that no maybe it was 25 and I had uh I was with somebody before that um I it was like my first relationship lost my virginity to him my very first relationship and me and him had broken up I guess when I was 23 and I was single for some time, and then I met the person I was in the situationship with. And um, from almost the gate, it was a sexual relationship. I think we had been on three dates, and I was already, like, sleeping over, having sex with them, which was which was a, definitely a big shift because my first relationship, I waited to have sex with him. I was 23 years old the first time I had sex. Um, and I was in love. Yeah. And I was like, I wanted to be in a committed relationship and I wanted to be in love the first time I ever had sex. That was just a thing. I was raised that way. I always had it in my mind. Like it was just what I wanted. So then flash forward when, you know, two years later, a year and a half later, then you, the 
you know, the third date in, you're having sex with the person. And it kind of just went out of control from there. Um, I had never, I get, you know, like the first time you have sex with somebody, um, you think that that's like the epitome of sex, right? Like you think you're never going to get anything better than like what you had the first time, right? Is that the it's same so for men? for a guy. Oh, okay. Well, as a female, and maybe it's not all females, but for me, like, I think because the emotional connection was there and because we were so in love, I felt like, oh my God, sex does not get better than this. And then I had sex with somebody else. And then I fucking lost my mind. Like, I, I was a little out of control because I feel like I've always been a sexual being even from like a you're definitely yeah you you even your energy is very sensual like just yeah. even being around you you can tell like yeah i i can't help it like people who are around me they're like oh my god you exude sex and like i don't really know what that means to me i'm just me but i am definitely a sexual individual and i have been for i mean since for as far back as i can remember um like I would, I'm not even gonna go there because I know my family's gonna like listen to this. But um, so yeah, I, <laughs> I just knew that I was above the norm when it came to sex. I guess that's the right way to put it. Um, well, that so- first experience might be like the pinnacle for a woman because um, all y'all gotta do is just like lay there and be as tight as you can. But like <laughs> we gotta put in work. Um, usually we're not that confident after the first time. We're kind of like, man, she needs to let me get a do-over. And then it's like the second or third time when we're like, oh, shit, like this is, I need this. And see, the thing is, like, because I had waited till I was 23 to have sex the first time, like, I had a pretty good idea of what I thought I was going to get when I had sex. Like, because I had, mind you, I had had sexual thoughts for a very long time. I had engaged in other sexual encounters prior to that. So, like, in my mind, I was like, oh, my God, this is about to be the greatest moment of my life. And then I didn't see any fireworks. Like, the very first time, <laughs> like, the very first time you think, like, the fucking world is going to end. Like, you're like, you're going to see it's going to be this greatest experience of your life. And while it was great, it wasn't, like, mind-blowing. And so, honestly, and even to this day, and this is going to sound really bad, I don't remember what sex with him was like like do you remember what sex was like with the first person you had sex with um only because there was a funny story attached to it like i don't remember anything i mean i remember the first day i remember the first time we had sex but like after that i don't remember like what does dick look like what the chemistry was like what i don't remember any of it It was like it never happened in my life and i think that's because like when i got into like my second situation like the fucking sex was out of control that like i blocked out everything prior to that because i was like anything that i had prior to this was never sex like this is what chemistry this is what sex is like and i honestly it like for real turned me out and i guess i was really in my later 20s I was really um feeling comfortable enough to really dive into that sexuality that I've always felt but was never really I guess comfortable I was shy I I mean I I definitely think sex is all about like the partner and the chemistry that you have like as far as how like willing you're able to go with it but it was basically a sexual relationship the entire time back then I didn't really know how to tell the difference between love and lust because I had come from a relationship that was love 
And then I here I am in this sex this second sexual relationship, and to me it was love. And he was well he was ten years older than me, and it for sure was not love. But you couldn't tell me it wasn't. Right. And so when I was twenty nine, we had had a tumultuous five years, um, to say the least. Yeah. And when I got to be twenty nine, I kind of was like, all right. We've been doing this for a long time. Like, he has keys to my apartment. We, uh, you know, were pretty much involved. Like, but it was never anything deeper than sex. Like, we never had a conversation deeper than a sexual, I guess, topic. I, I don't, it was the most, I honestly can't even, like, explain to you what the hell it was. But uh, when I turned 29, it was like, or actually it was right before I turned 29. And I was just like, look, like I'm about to enter the last year of my twenties. I do not want to be doing the same shit that I've done the last eight or yeah, the last nine years of my life. So that was the first time I had a conversation with him and was like, look, like either we're going to shit or get off the pot because we've been doing this a really long time. Like we pretty much know if we're going to be anything or we're not going to be anything. And like, Looking back now, I don't even know what I was asking for. Like, here I am asking, <laughs> like, like here I am asking to be in this relationship with somebody that we don't ever have a conversation that goes deeper than sex. It's like, that societal how- pressure. Like, whoa, it's gotta be, it's gotta have deeper meaning. Like, y'all can like, still be fucking like, to this day. Well, so funny you should say that. So, well, not to this day, but um, so he was basic. Like, I literally was just like either we're going to be or we're not going to be. But if we're not going to be like, I don't really want to do this anymore. And so he flat out was like, we're not going to be. <laughs> wow. And I was like, what? And then like, once you get like the confirmation, it's like your whole fucking world really does blow up. Like my world. And like, I think I was so upset that like, I was never going to have that sexual chemistry with anyone ever again. I think like, cause every time I thought about us not being together, I thought about me never having sex again. So yeah, then I spent the my 29th year of life um, being like, what the fuck do I do now? Like, what do I do now that I like, and because I, in my mind, I was in love, but in reality, it was an insane amount of loss. And so once I turned 30, it was like, I don't know. I think I felt like a brand new person when I turned 30. Did you feel like that or no? Um, yeah, I definitely didn't feel like a new person. I was trying to continue the same lame shit. Oh, no. I did a lot of work in that 20 in my 29th year. Like I did a lot of like self-exploration and like I really kind of switched my whole lifestyle. I went from like going out every night of the week, partying, like being out of control. Well, my version of out of control. Like I really did a lot of work in that 29th year. So by the time I got to 30, I was like, I really did feel like a brand new person. Well, I'm and not surprised. Hit- go ahead. Good. Oh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I'm not really surprised by um, the way your relationships work out because you're such a passionate person. And anybody listening that um, wants to love a creative person or something like um, you have to be prepared for them to just everything matters. Because even like with you, like whenever you run something by me, I'm like, oh, like, you know, like. She's not going to like this, but it's my duty to tell you. And then sure enough, like, because these are your ideas. You put your heart into everything, you know, whether it's yeah. a relationship, whether it's a creative venture. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not really surprised you have like this insane, like connection with people. And I think I really think you should consider having a train ran on you. And that will get, that'll get rid of a lot of the 
Yo. Do you have a dick <laughs> on a pedestal? You know, like you need more. No, dick. no, no. I would never. Honestly, when I was with my ex, because we were so like open sexually, I was really contemplating like having a threesome, Oof, because because. <laughs> because in my mind, like when I drink, which is probably why I don't drink, when I drink, I think I'm a lesbian. Like I really am attracted. <laughs> you might really be a lesbian if you. No, 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 no. All right, again. Sorry. No, I'm gonna tell you why I really know I'm not a lesbian. Because when I drink, I my sensuality and my sexuality gets like heightened, and my level of inhibition, which is which is generally usually very high. I'm usually a very protective person, and I'm very like on guard all the time. But when I'm drinking, the inhibitions are low, and the sexuality and sensuality is extremely high. And so when I'm out and I'm drinking and I'm in an environment, like a club environment, and there's people dancing and everybody's touching each other and like it's dark and, and women are more sensual than men. So when I'm in that environment, I am attracted to women because they match my level of sensuality, whereas men still stay on that protective guarded side of things. Yeah, y'all smell good too. So, but I know I'm not a lesbian because... I, in those moments, I'm like, yeah, take my number, call me. We can go out on a date. But, like, lesbians really be for real. Like, yeah. when they meet you in a club, like, they're they're for real about, like, calling you and texting you and taking you out on a date and fucking you. And the next morning, when I have all these women on my phone, I'm like, what the fuck did I do? Like, I don't I, – I can't be a lesbian. I don't know how to eat a coochie. Like, I, I would be the worst lesbian in the world because I would be so scared and I would have no idea what to do. And I just love the aggression of a male. I don't think a female could give me the aggression that I that a man could. So I just could never. Oh, I know. People. I could never do it. You know, if you really if you really want an aggressive, um, if you want an aggressive butch to handle you, um, <laughs> she can help. I'll bring her. But their hands I'll- are never big enough. Like when I look at females, like hands are probably the top one of the top three things I look at in men hands and because mine. i need to know how big they are and how strong they look are mine big and enough? Time, i got dainty hands what am i what do you think of mine you do have you do have dainty hands they don't look like you could get like a firm grip of anything like they like a female like i feel like a female could never get the grip that i would need her to grip <laughs> so I, it would just never work so anyway then i became like you're so hot start- thank you what's your grip like <laughs> oh Yo, it's literally like the second thing I look at. Like I'm looking at height. <laughs> I think I'm looking at height. Um, actually, it might be the second thing I look at. How tall they are is for sure first, and then no, maybe like shoulders and biceps. Maybe like shoulders, traps, and like biceps is probably second, and then hands is a for sure third. Wow, because I have the shoulders yeah. and the traps, and then I got these hands. <laughs> No one's ever said anything. Like no one's ever like looked at your hands. Have like you ever gotten com- like comments on them, or am I the only one who looks at hands like that? You're the only person I know that really like looks at the hands. I mean, people have been like, "Oh, you bite your nails," and that's about the extent of it. But yeah, I did notice. Well, it's funny because last time I saw you, like I definitely noticed you were like checking out my hands, but I didn't know why you were like evaluating them. Because you're very expressive with your hands. Like when you're like an Italian, when you talk, you use your hands. Yeah. So like, yeah. So why, like, why would I, I be like an Italian? Oh, right. <laughs> well, you did the ancestry and you're like 3%. <laughs> I 
that's low. That that hurts. <laughs> you were like in a full depressed state after you found out like the percent of it. That shit don't even matter. Anyway, back to <laughs> I, I talk with my hands. So yeah, so um, I don't even know what we were talking about, but yeah, so that's why I was looking at your hands because you're when you talk, you use your hands a lot, so like they're distracting. I don't True. know. I was just looking at them. I'm always like so, I'm a magician. Um, so wait, so when I turned 30, right, I was like living the dream. I turned 30 in oh, November of whatever year that was. And then come like fucking June of the following year, don't you know this motherfucker pops his head back up? Ooh. Yeah. And so in my mind, I was like, I'm a brand new person. I'm a brand new woman. Like I'm fully capable of having a strictly sexual relationship and leaving it sexual. <laughs> Bullshit. I'm such a fucking, you know what? And honestly, like they say, well, I know some women who believe that they can have sexual relationships, um, strictly sexual relationships and have no emotion involved. And I believe that's fucking impossible. Well, I, I think, okay. So I was willing to believe it was possible one time. This was like a year and a half ago. Maybe I met someone on, it might've been Tinder and oh my God, is this the old lady? No, 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 no. That's a different. That's a different podcast oh, for a different day. That was a great. <laughs> um, but so this one, um, she's really cute, and she was like, "Look, I just broke up with a guy a few weeks ago. I really just want something sexual. She's like, I'm a very sexual person. I require a lot of sex. That's really all I want." And she, I met up with her. She looked good, and um, sure enough, we had sex a few times, and. Uh, I told like when we were totally like, hey, I'm not looking for anything. I'm not even really dating. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm still dating people. I'm like, that is totally fine. You know, and uh, so I just kind of I was already kind of annoyed by her probably like after like romp number four. Why? And eh, because like I just because it was the sex bad. No, no, not at all. But again, like it's just like ugh, I got to clean up and I could just handle myself on the couch or in the shower quicker and her Wait, not what? be here and like <laughs> so like you have to clean up what i gotta wash off girl like what you might have the cleanest coochie in the world but some of these women don't like you know it smells a little bit like it's got to be washed off anyway oh, so like so i knew she was like dating people and then like and i was kind of like glad like oh cool she's gonna find somebody and you know he's gonna take her out and all that and they're gonna be together so my fucking luck. She meets a guy. And she's like, yeah, I've been seeing this guy for like a week. I'm like, yeah. you know, it's internally like, yes. And then she's like, and I told him about you and he's totally cool with me and you still having a thing on the side. And I'm like, motherfucker, like this is not happening. What? Yeah. He was like what? cool with, with me, you know, digging out the bitch and he's also digging out. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, no, this isn't cool with me because I don't want you anymore. And yeah. So like, she that we didn't ask after she told me that i was just kind of like, okay this is deeper than just sex of apparently you can't let go of me and you got this new guy and so like we stopped like we still talk occasionally but like that was the last time she and i were ever like physical oh <laughs> dear yeah God. We'll I, see. I, I agree with you going back to your original point i don't i don't really think women especially even guys because guys just play off the emotion i don't even think guys can have a strictly sexual thing you're gonna have people that disagree with this but we fuck women to impress other guys because it really is like nobody knows a, our cock better than we do 
And I mean, we are 45 seconds. I hate that word, just to let Sorry. you know. Okay, member. You like swollen member. No one knows our swollen <laughs> member better than Ew. us. Ew. No, I hate the C word. I absolutely hate it. All right. Well, it gives me, it makes my skin crawl. Can you just say like peen or peen. like. Yeah, peen. All right. So no one knows our peen better than we do. Um, you know, it, it's a few minutes max and it's just over with. Like you get you like a Nike dry fit shirt, invert one of the sleeves and like, you know, go to town. But what? Yeah. Or like there's a thing. Is that where, a thing? Oh, I don't know. Do you have a flashlight? No, I did make a Fifi one time, which is on YouTube. It's the you blow up a glove. Some guy in prison came up with it. You invert one of the fingers in this rubber glove. Yeah, it's crazy. Look up a Fifi uh, on YouTube, everybody. How do you spell that? I guess it's F-I-F-I. Oh, it's your Yeah. But no, guys, like, it's just, it's way, it's way quicker and cleaner for us just to handle ourselves. And we, I think you're the only person who thinks that. I don't know one other male besides you who would rather fuck his hand than a female. Well, here, here's, here's the date test, whether I'm willing to take somebody on a date. Um, oh, when I if I if I masturbate and I still want to see her afterwards, I know I really like her. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. So what if you wait on a first date? Yeah. Any date. Any, especially especially the first date. So you masturbate before the date. Mm hmm. Wait, I'm so confused. And if I, so yeah, I, you got that right. And if I still want to see her after that, then I know I really like her. That's interesting. Yeah. And and, and not enough that. guys do that because they go into it hoping to get sex and then they like knock her up or something or they start doing really thirsty shit throughout the date. And I like to show up on a date cool, like smooth, me, I'm not That's because you masturbate before you go. Right. Okay. So after having a, my first sexual experience with somebody I was in a relationship with, then having a six year situation with uh somebody with that was a highly intense sexual relationship now i know that i'm not capable of having sex without some kind of conversation about it and i'm not saying title i'm just saying conversation because sex to me is like a very intense like i don't i, I don't even know the word for it it's just very intense and like i'm probably a little bit out of control when it comes to sex or outside of the norm, I would say. And I just don't have the ability to separate. Like if I'm going there with somebody and I'm really being like my true sexual self, there's no fucking way I even want to think about the person that I'm going there with having sex with somebody else. It literally makes me feel like I could commit a homicide. Oh yeah, I get that. And I personally... I, I require a connection at this point only because I'm very affectionate and I'm a pleaser by nature. Like I, I get, I derive more pleasure from pleasing her than I do myself. Cause again, like I've already established that I can pleasure myself rather quickly, but, uh, it, I would rather please her and I'm, I like to cuddle and stuff. I'm like, I'm, you know, the, the less than 1% that admits to it. You're and, a lover. Uh, You're definitely not a fucker. You're a lover. You think so? Yeah, because fuckers are usually just like people who can show <laughs> up. They are like they're just people who can show up, fuck and leave. Like there's no fucking there's nothing besides fucking. But lovers, they're like the love makers. Like they yeah. want to go. They want the whole experience. They want the eye contact, which I, it's the eye contact for me is uh, never 
Like, I really don't like eye contact and sex. I don't, I just, that's like another level of vulnerability I don't think I'm ever ready for. Um, but uh, anything other than that, I'm pretty down for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I want to go down on her for a little bit. And What's then a little I want to throw on her sweats and then eat pizza rolls and watch TV afterwards. And I can't do that with someone that, like, I don't have a connection with. Or that you don't give a fuck about. Right. I'm not going to share pizza rolls with a bitch. Were you like that in your 20s? Like, were you were you always like this? Or has it just been, like, because you're later and you kind of know yourself better and you're, you know, in your late 30s? Were you like this in your 20s and even in your teens? How old were you when you first had sex? Um, so I was, I was, I guess it was 20 when I actually penetrated a woman. 20? Um, yeah. That's still well, because- late for a male. So I was 14 when oh. I actually put a rubber on and attempted oh. to penetrate a woman. And I came before I even like, before I even got there. Like, what? so yeah. That and I had the nerve to ask her if she liked it. <laughs> I really did. I'm like, wow. Cause like, it, it was the craziest, like my heart was beating out of my chest. It was the, it's the, <laughs> yeah. But like, so I was with, so from 16 to 20, I was with the same girl and we did everything but have coitus. Like, is that a C word you don't like, coitus? What is coitus? I've never even heard of that. P- a peen in a vagina. Intercourse. Yeah, intercourse. All right, there you go. Coitus. Too many that's, syllables. That's cool. I like that word. Um. Yeah. I mean, we did everything else. Like, she even, you know, she even uh, wanted me to do anal with her. And I tried that with her. That was like, that was weird. That was weird. That was the only time I ever. I'm like, you know what? Like, there's, there's something better, just an inch away. But so, we were trying to preserve her virginity, so and it worked. Were was the same things you were attracted to, like on a woman physically? Is that the same things you're attracted to now, or has it changed? Um. So I mean, uh, she had a beautiful ass. She was a teenager. Are you an ass man or a titty man? I'm. I'm so indifferent about breasts. Like I don't care if they are concave. Like I don't. I really don't care yeah, about breasts at all. I hate titties all. too. I don't want. I wish I didn't have any. I hate mine. The very second that I can pay to get them reduced or I can make up to a doctor why I need to get them reduced, they, I, they'll, I'll get rid of them. I fucking hate them. Where can we, where can we uh, get you a GoFundMe? What, what's the name of it? Yo, yo, if I can make money off of podcasting, like, like an insane amount of money, not even kidding you, my titties will probably be like one of like the first three <laughs> investments. But now this, like I'm, and I, I still like asses, but uh, like now I'm about. I like a good hourglass. I like hips. I like yeah. hips. You know, I, I, the ass doesn't matter as much now. So, really? Yeah. So what if she has big ass hips and like her ass goes in? Doesn't matter. Ooh, she better have a good personality. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she better be able to tell off banging ass jokes. Yeah. Yeah. My taste in men has completely changed. <laughs> <laughs> like it has gone from one extreme to the other. Yeah, you like completely. dad bods now. Not really dad. Okay, so like I'm a pretty thick girl. I'm about five five, but I got some big ass hips. I got a really big thighs, Indeed. big ass titties. Like I'm, pretty, I'm pretty stacked. I will say that. Um, I will say that too. So I've never been interested in like, well, not interested. I've never really been attracted to like super, super skinny men only because um, I don't like feeling like I'm bigger. I like feeling like the smaller one of the two because I like aggression and I like to feel like a man is a man and can manhandle me. 
Um, so I've never like what? It's it's true. Like I don't want somebody who I feel like I'm gonna beat up. Like if I feel like I'm bigger bigger than you, and like I have to be the big spoon, and like <laughs> I'm not interested. So I used to only like dark skin, super fit, tall men. Now my first relationship, he was Trinidad, half Trinidadian, half Indian, and he was probably six foot and like didn't have one single muscle on his entire body. Oh. Um. So it. I mean, but I was like with him because like he had pretty hair, and I thought it would get me pretty babies. Because when you're in your first relationship, you think it's beyond all be all. Yeah. The second one, so this situationship, he was like five nine. Like, little caramely, but he played football all of his life, played football overseas, like, played fo- So he had a nice body. He was very stocky. And even though he wasn't tall, his body kind of made up for the difference. And then after that, I dated a basketball player that played overseas, and he was, like, 6'4 and had a body of a god. But, like, he was pretty dark, too. But now, like, I, this is going to sound really funny, right? So now I'm like, so the other way, I want like, I have like this. Pasty. I, it is. It's like pasty, <laughs> redheaded, <laughs> like, ma- like, I don't even know. When I first started, like when I first got back on Tinder, probably like a year ago, I was like, I, I met this guy who I really thought was like going to be my husband. And he was like redheaded to the extreme. He was pale as shit, had like these bright blue eyes. And I was like, this is what like heaven really does look like. Like. He had these big-ass thighs, like the biggest thighs I've ever seen on a man, even bigger than the basketball player and the football player combined. His thighs were gigantic and, like, thought that this was, like, heaven on earth. And he was redheaded and pale as fuck, like, and short. No one has ever said that about a redheaded male, but go ahead. He was short as fuck. He was, like, 5'5". And I was like, you know what? I would die for you just because you're this fine. Like, I don't even understand. Um... But yeah, so now it's like, I look for, you got to be at least taller than me. Like, can we, can, I just need you to be taller because I have a banging shoe collection that got me in 10K debt. So like, <laughs> I got to be able to wear I've my shoes it. when we go out. <laughs> um, but he's definitely still got to have a body. Like, I need to have like a little something to look at, but I'm for sure a shoulder, still a shoulder, bicep, hand person but as far as like skin complexion and all that like he doesn't have to be an athlete but i would like him to be um yeah it's just maybe the only thing that's really changed is complexion maybe that's it do you like a a round ass on a male i've never once looked at an ass on a male. i mean i we'd never work out then you have a big ass butt and you like take pride in your big ass butt (laughs) yeah i i mean an ass for me is doesn't really matter i do love big thighs on a man i like juicy like upper legs because i like to bite them (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) you've never had a girl bite your thighs no you're not living you're for sure missing out on life like i like to bite them like they're corn on the cob yeah i'm telling you the shit that i like sexually is not usually what anybody else no wonder you can't let go of these motherfuckers because like they're (laughs) Well, you got, it's not easy finding guys that let you bite their thighs. I don't know. You look good enough. It's not really easy to find men who, like, are as, like, freaky as you. Like, do you consider yourself a freak or do you feel like you're very vanilla? Um, so, in terms of what I want done to me, I'm very vanilla. But in terms oh, really? of what I'm willing to do for somebody I'm connected to, there's really no limits. I would do pretty much anything 
Would you it let is, a girl eat your ass? Oh, that's. <laughs> I I don't know women that really, outside of like Twitter, where it's like funny to say it. I don't really know these women. Really? Yeah, and and to be honest with you, like, I know what goes on back there. I don't. <laughs> It would be hard for me to ever take her seriously again after what so I know. So funny story. So funny story, right? My I became obsessed with wanting to do it, like wanting to eat a man's ass. Like just like I've never done it before. You're the hungriest person I know. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, first, it, first I was obsessed with having anal and I was like, I needed to know what it was like, if it was what everyone talked about being, like if it was as like crazy as it was before. This is when you then were I, black dudes? Yeah. Oh, shit. Woo. But the thing is, like, I was never with a black guy that, like, fit the black guy mold. Like, I was never with a black guy who had, like, this gigantic peen that everyone talks about them having. I don't like huge dicks. Like, you can't tell. One, not one female on this planet will say that they love a huge dick. Like, it's just not comfortable. Like, the, um, the shit that I like to do is not conducive with, like, horse like i'm not interested and which is funny and i've actually what, i'm sorry to cut you off but like what's funny is like if if you gave a man a proposition and you said look you could either have this four inch thing that every woman enjoys or you could have a 13 inch dick that no woman would ever touch the guy will probably take the 13 inch dick because I'm like saying. yeah but go ahead um, it's just like i just don't enjoy it. i don't think and actually i was talking to somebody who was way older than me, like four, was in his 40s, like was gorgeous, like fucking gorgeous. He was like 6'5", built to the gods, like was definitely gorgeous. And I got one look at it and was like, that's never going in me. So you could just pack <laughs> your shit up right now and slapped him on his ass and let him get on about his way. That was never happening to me. Like, <laughs> Because you got to understand, like, as a female, you have sex with, like, a huge dick like that. From that point forward, you have to have sex with big peens. Like, because you're going to be so used to that that, like, anything smaller is going to be non-pleasurable. I don't want to do that to myself. Wow. I want to just stay down the average lane. I want to be able to have anal if I want to have it and not feel like <laughs> like I'm going to die the next day. I want to be able to, like, give, a, like, a good blow job or give good oral, I don't know, with like, and not feel like I'm going to lose my esophagus. Like, I want to, <laughs> I want to, like, be in a good, it's true. Like, I don't know one female that wants, like, a gigantic dick. I don't, I don't know. And if you do want that, then more power to you, sis, but that's not for me. Yeah, that should be um, a podcast. Women that crave yes, large peen. Pe yeah. So anyway, so the funny story about the anal thing or like eat an ass, right? So I was like dying to do it to my ex. Like, I think I would ask about it all the time. Like, you don't even know. Like, I was and I literally like texted him all the time. It was like, do you think you would let me do it today? Like, do you think today is going to be wow. the day? And like, he would always be like, no, like, but I think men don't aren't that open to it because they like they truly believe that if they do it and they like it it's going to make them gay or make them feel like they're gay and like men have like this you do you really on, think that's on a some thing? level yeah i mean we're because even like you know even as like uh, even a stomach turning liberal that i am there's still a part of me it's kind of like that's kind of gay like uh 
Really? Yeah. See, I just feel like if you as a man know that you're straight, know that you like women, are confident in your sexuality, what the fuck does it matter? It's it's the whole like position. Like we either got to grab our See? ankles or we got to be like on all fours. <laughs> it's just not a good look no matter what. That's so, so funny. You were like texting him like, honey, I'm hungry. Well, you want pizza on the way back? I know. Like, I, I, and you know me. Like, you know when I'm obsessed with something, it's the only thing I can think about. Yeah. Like, it's, and I like, to this day, I've never done it and I'm obsessed. Like, I need to do it. Like, I just want to know what it's like. So, and like trying to find a man who will let you do it is like fucking trying to find a needle in hell. Like, it's really hard. So, this one time, like, I, we were, like, we just got done having sex, and, like, he was, like, half asleep, like, right? So I was, like, <laughs> That's right. I'm about to make, <laughs> I was, like, if I get punched in the eye for this, I feel like it would be worth it, but I just, <laughs> I was, like, I have to do it. Like, I, I, like, it's driving me insane. I have to know, like, <laughs> So, so I literally did not even get like, because it's really hard when somebody's like laying there on their side, like, because you have to get like upside down, like you have to like <laughs> spread a bunch. Okay. <laughs> there is no easy way to like get your face in there without them knowing that that's what you're doing. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> So I like lifted up, like tried to like lift up like the back of it. Oh no, I started off because I was, I was just like, was like rubbing his back because I was like, oh yeah, he'll think I'm like trying to put him to sleep. Like, and then I'm about to fucking sneak attack his ass. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So I like went and I like was rubbing his back and then I like moved to his hip and like got to like the bottom of his ass and I could feel him like tense so i knew he was still awake so i was like oh what the fuck go to sleep like i got shit i want to do so i like lifted up like the bottom of like his ass cheek mind you like i was already upside down like so i was already like my head was by his ass like we were already in like this odd position so i was like all i have to do is like fucking spread this one butt cheek and just dive in and like what is he gonna do like what could you do at that point (laughs) So I fucking got, like, spread his ass cheek, yo, and the fucking arm that came, my, he, okay, so he had a big-ass arm, he was a football player, his fucking arm came around so quick, like, I didn't even see it coming, like, it was dark, and he was brown-skinned, so, like, I didn't even see the arm coming, and, like, I fucking got grabbed so hard, he was like, you're not even fucking funny. Don't even think about it. And I was like, you know what? It's gay that you won't let me try it. That's the problem. And I like got real mad and I slept on the couch. Is there something about the male sphincter specifically that you need to taste? <laughs> like, because I mean, like, why not just go down on a woman? So like, a, a, go meet, actually meet up with one of these lesbians that you meet, go down on it's, her and eat her ass. No, no. It's like. I was so frustrated because every time we talked about it, he was like, it's gay, it's gay. I don't. First of all, you you know you're not gay. Like, you know you're straight. You know you like vagina. So, like, at this point, you're only frustrating me. And, like, I'm, I'm team, like, if you're having sex with somebody, I feel like you should not be, like, saying, ew, no, I'm not trying that. Like, if you're really having sex with that person, saying no to something is whack. Like, you got to be open. Like, if your partner who you're having sex with wants to explore something, man, just fucking do it. If you don't like it, then afterwards say, you know, like, that wasn't my favorite. But at least try it. Like, let that person 
explore what they want to explore and then move on. Like, cause that's how you get people who cheat. That's how people are like, fuck it. You won't let me eat your ass. I'm going to find me a man who does. And then I'm going to be out the door. Cause you wouldn't let me put my tongue in your ass. Like, this is not fair. Well, th- this is not fair. Well, I think for me, um, I mean, yeah, there, there's the, the whole like gay stigma and all that a little bit, if I'm being honest, but like a lot of it too, is just, you know, I'm an Italian man. And like my my back is hairy enough. You can only imagine what that region is like. And yeah, it, it's it's not. I could never enjoy it knowing what is go what's been back so there. Shave it, or you could just go ha- eat a woman's ass. No, because then I'm gonna. Her hands aren't big enough to choke me the way I like to be choked. And then I'm. It's not even going to be worth it. I'd rather not even go there because then she's going to be in love with me. And then how am I going to break up with her? Your hands aren't big enough? Like, that's petty. Okay, threesome. Threesome. Be with the guy that won't eat his ass. Eat a woman's ass while he chokes you. Have you ever been in a threesome? Hell no. Would you ever do a threesome? Um, the good kind. like. What's the good kind? Two guys two and a women. girl? <laughs> Please. Two women. <laughs> so... Uh... I feel like if I was ever to do a threesome, right, because I'm possessive, so I would probably have to be having a threesome with, like, me. It either has to be, like, me, my whoever, like, the person that I'm with, and, like, we're on vacation and we're never going to see this person again. Because if you fuck Susie from down the street, you're not going to be able to tell me that, like, he didn't get her number and he's not going to be fucking her on the side. True. There's no way. True. So, like, if I ever have a threesome, it's going to have to be, like, with somebody, like, on a vacation in a far-off place that, like, we're never going to see again. Because if she's, like, there's no way. I don't trust shit like that. Men are men. At the end of the day, people are people. Men are men. And, like, if you give a man good sex, like, what the fuck do you expect him to do? Uh, If it's me, I get annoyed by it. So, it's not every You get annoyed by good sex? Huh? You get annoyed by good sex? Again, because it's another person in my space. Like the first couple times is cool, and then it's just kind of like, okay, now you're in my space. Oh. Yeah, but that's if there's no connection. You, you see, you're you're, right. you're spewing anti-male sentiment, and I feel duty bound to. I know you're us. a feminist. I get it. Yes. It's annoying. Yes. Yeah. They say women don't hit their sexual prime until like their mid thirties. Right. And if I feel like if anything. Like if if this, what I am right now, if this intensifies when I'm 35, I really don't know how I'm ever going to be a productive human being. Oh, it's going to be rough for you because once those eggs start running out, once those ovaries start getting a little hollow, yeah, you're going to be out of control. Yeah, probably. So, uh, so I haven't had sex since October of last year. Okay. And I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> like. <laughs> No, like before. Okay, so like back when I was younger, mm-hmm. if I, if I, so, uh, I guess back in my twenties, if I wasn't having sex on a regular basis, I didn't think about it. Like if I wasn't in a relationship or like if that well that year and a half I wasn't having sex with anyone, I went a year and a half not having sex. Like I didn't think about it; wasn't a big issue. But like now that I'm older. I feel like if I don't have sex soon, I'm going to fucking die. Like, I miss the human touch yeah. of somebody else. Like, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know how people, like, I don't know, like, what I'm supposed to do. I get that. But for me, it's more like, you know, I have that same kind of, like, longing to, like, be physical with someone. And 
again, like right afterwards, I'm like, okay, this person, one of us is eventually going to fall in love. And I've become so paranoid about that, that the sex stops even being worth it. (laughs) Like it's, it's like, I really, yeah. That's for me, and I think a lot of other guys, especially once you get to my age, if you've gotten to this age, no matter how fat and unattractive you are as a male, and you're still single, it's usually due to choice. And, you know, you, you don't want to sacrifice that independence. Because even, like, even the fattest, ugliest guy can find some bitch that's, like, willing to live off of him. And, you know, sh- you know he can sugar daddy her up while she fucks somebody else. But at least it gives him purpose. If you get to my point, you know... and you're not paying any bills for somebody else like you have chosen independence and you do not want that sacrificed wow yeah do you feel like your sex drive is higher now than it was back in the day or do you feel like it's kind of died down now oh it's 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 higher than it's ever been even in my teens because like i'm in the best shape of my life now and Mm. yeah so like my (laughs) You know, my testosterone is pretty high naturally. And yeah, so there, you know, there are things around the house where I've like, man, I could fuck that. Like, it, it's, you know, it's crazy. But what? I've never not thought literally, that. But like, <laughs> I watched a porn once, not gonna lie. I watched this porn once, right? And this girl was masturbating on the edge of a table, like using the edge of the table to hmm. like make herself come. And I was thinking, how does that not fucking hurt? Yeah, good, gl- good clitoral positioning. Like if you're if you're making videos and stuff like that, like you <laughs> probably have some skills. She knows right where her like clitoral position is, and she like, offsets it, was it perfectly. The most bizarre thing, but like st- like shit like that, like it's like a train wreck. Like you can't help but watch it. Like you're like, is she really gonna make herself come on this table? Like I'm. <laughs> I can't stop watching it. Like, and I was like half judging and half like amazed. I'm like, who the fuck out of all the things in the house for it to make you come? You're going to think the edge of the table is it? Hey, it's hard, right? Yeah, but it's like pointy. Like a peen is not pointy. True. Maybe she had, I mean, what, what was the labia like? Was it excessive? Like I don't fucking know. I don't look at vaginas like that. I just know that she was like rubbing her coochie on the side, of, like on the edge of the table. And I was like perturbed. Well, I feel like you should do more analysis. Like, <laughs> like I mean, watch it right now. Maybe, you want me to watch it right now? Maybe she's got Arby's going down there and she had enough oh, like labia cushion or something. I don't know. Oh, dear God. See, this is the thing, right, about sex. Like, I could talk about sex forever. And, like, probably back in the day, like, back in my 30s, my 20s, I probably could not have um, done it just because I probably, I didn't really know myself. I didn't know my body. I wasn't really comfortable going there. But, like, these kind of conversations, we could talk for another five hours and I could never get bored of them um, just because I think it's such, like, an interesting topic. And it's so different between males and females. Like, oh, yeah. Com- 100% different. So thanks for giving me your perspective, William. Like, not that I didn't already know some of this, but other stuff that was definitely eye opening. Yeah. I mean, you, you know how to extract the information from me. That's your interviewing prowess. Yeah. Your and natural. I mean, it depends on like how open you are. Like, not like no pun intended, but like if you're <laughs> not, if you're not comfortable talking about sex, and I actually just wrote a post about this on Instagram. Oh, I'm so open. Not, ah, Put your oh, not. In. 
not too long ago, like, uh, actually it was, like, this week about, like, being a 31-year-old female who just likes to talk about sex. Like, it's not the, a big deal. And, like, sometimes society makes you feel like, right. you know, you shouldn't be talking about it out loud. You're a lady. You know, you should you should be talking to your husband. You should be, like, only intimate, like, with the person that you're with. Or you should be focused on your career, having right. kids. And it's, like... You know, I just want to talk about sex. I just like, I, it's just interesting to me. Like it, it's not a taboo subject right. as and, and it you're is gonna for like so many other people. Listen to this and they don't make it past the first 20 minutes because, you know, they're going to be judgmental and, you know, it might even seem like when, when they listen, like, oh, that's, it's so low brow and all that. But yeah, people aren't talking like this. People aren't talk, speaking candidly like this. So, and I think people will appreciate it. And that's a shame if they don't last more than six minutes because we told some good shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, the real ones know, so. The, uh, real, ones the real freaks know. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on this podcast. Again, Will, what's your uh, Instagram? Um, you can find me at BBQX on Instagram and BBQX underscore on Twitter. And if you want to read my whiny thoughts, you can access my blog at BBQX.net. Hey, and Will will definitely be on more podcasts. As you can tell, conversation comes pretty easy to us. Anytime um, you so, want. So, yeah, he'll be back again for sure. Well, that is it for this episode of the 1130 podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe and download on iTunes through Apple Podcasts. I will put the link in my Instagram bio and as well underneath um, this little post in my blog on the website. So all you have to do is click the link and subscribe and download. It's easy as that. Thank you again for listening and I will check you on the next episode of the 1130 podcast. Eleven thirty. Podcast. Podcast. It's about to get. Well, thirty. Podcast. As we go a little something like this.